Welcome to the Prosperously You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Sydney Smith. This podcast is here to help you get out of your own damn way using mindset and manifestation. Join me each week as I dive into how you can integrate these practices into your business and life to elevate you into prosperity. We'll be chatting everything money, mindset, and manifestation so you can learn how to build the life and career you've always dreamed of. Everyone, welcome back to the Prosperously You podcast. I know I've taken a bit of a hiatus on episodes, but I am coming back strong with an episode that I'm very excited to share today with <laughs> the incredible Olivia Reed, who is an actress, a writer, and just so happens to be my incredible sister-in-law. Um, but we <laughs> are going to dive all into the topic of girlhood. So this was obviously a big topic over the summer and her and I had so many conversations about how this shifted things for us and Mm -hmm. how kind of the influence of things like the Barbie movie and the Eras tour brought up a lot of girlhood wounds and healing that we had hadn't known Mm -hmm. we needed so without further ado hi Libby hi Hi, Sid how are you (laughs) I'm so good. I don't know if this you want to intro so yourself at all. Um, oh my gosh, no, you 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 did a stellar job. Um, yeah, I'm all of the above <laughs> and a Sagittarius. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, no, I'm so excited. This is so much fun. Sid and I have been talking about doing this for so long, so I'm really excited that we... I don't live in the same time zone as you, so it's been a minute trying to organize it, and the fact that we're here is just the most fabulous thing and it's pouring with rain in London right now so what a great way to spend an afternoon just you know reliving a fabulous summer that we had and all of the things that it brought up yeah I'm just so excited thank you so much for having me (laughs) yeah so we can start by just diving into I feel like just the first question that comes to mind is Mm -hmm. what did this summer of girlhood mean to you oh amazing question it kind of it kind of meant everything in a funny way. I don't know how to, I, I know that sounds really ridiculous, but I think there were so many nuances and so many personal lessons that I didn't realize. I, for context, everybody, I was with Sid in the mountains for quite a few weeks. Bless her. She like her and, and my my lovely brother housed me for a few too many weeks when I was sick and no, it was, was amazing. I felt so, uh, there were so many points where I'd wake up in the morning and be like, oh my God, uh, these two newlyweds need their own home back. And I'm like, oh, I'm still not leaving for another 10 days. <laughs> um, and then also when my my flight just kept getting delayed, which was crazy, but we'll, we'll talk about yeah. the, the magical essence that came from that. Um, I think that's such a great question. What did it mean to me? I think there was so, I think what was so special to me about it was the whole summer was so unassumingly magical and special in a sense mm-hmm. in a few senses I think there were so many moments where I found myself appreciating honestly everything you keep saying girlhood and femininity and all of these sort of dichotomies of what it means to be a woman and be a girl and the sort of nuances of what you're told to like and not to like everything just kind of fell away and just felt really free and refreshing and very childlike and there mm-hmm. were so many I mean we went hiking every single day and it was just like it was genuine magic for me um and to be in you know I'm not it was so funny I was thinking before the trip I'm like I'm not a mountain person I'm like a city girl <laughs> I get scared if I'm out 
side of the city for too many days in a row. And so then when I was, when I got there and, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I get it now. I could be a mountain person too. <laughs> um, and as soon as I got there, I thought, I was like, wow, this is, it feels like a, like an adult fairy tale being in this town that you guys live in and being just in the mountain. It felt so surreal to me. And I don't think I've really had the experience in my lifetime so far up until this, that trip of being, um, being so engrossed in nature for so long. I think I went to boarding school for a few years, but that was school and I would still come home to the city on the weekends and the, the boarding school was in the countryside, sorry. So that we were like surrounded by fields and everything, but I'd still come back to London every weekend. Whereas, you know, when I was with you guys, it was like literally hikes every day. And it meant, it meant so much more to me than I realized until I was there. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of exactly what every human being needs to feel like. This is what a human life should feel like, should feel like you're getting that, you know, that fresh, oxygen and that fresh whatever is that oxygen do we get rid of do we take in oxygen or do we get rid of oxygen no we take in oxygen <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> she's not a scientist <laughs> oh, like getting that fresh air <laughs> clearly i don't have enough of it um you know we like just oh it was wild and the thing is is the trip was primarily for your wedding of course the elopement but then we were building up to the errors tour which i did not i was so excited about obviously but being in london she hadn't even taylor swift had not even announced the uk dates yet we didn't even obviously we knew we were going to get it but we didn't know when we were going to get the tour so for me i didn't really have as much excitement for it until i got there and i was like oh everyone is talking about this because in yeah. in london we were like we don't know when it's going to be yet so we'll cross that bridge when we get there whereas when we were in when i was in colorado i'm like oh my god everyone is you know this is everywhere every shop is like okay here's what for the eras tour and so it finally felt like it was it felt happening. of importance <laughs> as well. yeah happening exactly but and it felt of importance to me because it was also important to everybody else that we were talking to and you know it was just the, the taylor swift summer um so okay that was I didn't even answer your question but what does it mean to me it it was it was such a I think it came to I've had a very very interesting pivotal year personally where I've like crossed a lot of bridges that I thought were burnt or have burnt a lot of bridges <laughs> that I thought were safe um no I think I've I've definitely transitioned sort of into I'm 26 now I'll be 27 in a month and I feel like I'm an adult now which is scary but kind of exciting and my best friend and I have literally had play dates almost every single night the past few weeks because she's about to go traveling but we'll come to that and it was just I feel like I'm I even though I'm still living with my parents there's such a sense of I'm not a kid anymore and mm -hmm. I can ask for what I deserve and I feel like as a woman I know I, you know I was just telling you before we start recording that I've started tutoring and compared to who I was, what I was like charging, for example, this time last year for tutoring, I feel so much more inclined and safe asking for more money, which yeah. it seems like, like such a around it. yeah, exactly. And I think it's such a small thing that you that that so many, but just so many women understand this thing of we feel like we can't ask for what we deserve just because it's frivolous or because we we're you know we don't think. You know, I'm I'm four years out of graduation now. I'm like, I have a degree. Like, I'm a smart woman. I know what I deserve. But up until literally 
the past four or five months, I've like been happy to accept anything. Cause I'm like, oh, no, no, it's just a pleasure to be here. But it, it's more yeah. than that, you know? Um, anyway, I'm so sorry I didn't answer your question. Did I? I don't know. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just gave yeah. whistle well, stop tour. Like a magical mix of like everything this summer. It, it felt so fun and freeing and liberating and empowering <clears throat> at the same time, which is. <clears throat> Something that is interesting of like thinking about because when I'm thinking about the girlhood of the summer, um, yeah, obviously the Aerostore, the Barbie movie played into it, and almost like the Aerostore was like having fun just for fun, I think was, yeah, oh, I love that, yeah, feeling that, not like I feel like you get to a certain point in your life and like everything has like almost like a motive behind it and like you forget to just like be a kid and enjoy and I do appreciate nature for I feel like putting me back into that kind of Mm -hmm. cradle (laughs) Um, but (laughs) this summer too and also having you here it was a huge positive influence of things like getting tapping into girlhood in the sense for me of like things that I wrote off when I was younger because I grew up with like mostly all boys and yeah, was like, yeah. oh, I, I hate pink because it's not cool to like pink and I don't want to yeah, be girly. Like, I want to be like low yeah. maintenance as possible because especially like living in Colorado, like <laughs> obviously the culture here is like nature, hiking, things like that. Like mm-hmm. Denver is a little bit of a different story, but living in Breck, like you could go into any establishment wearing like leggings and athleisure and be yeah. totally fine, even if it's the nicest restaurant. Yeah. And so there's like not necessarily a need to do these things. And it's almost, I remember, especially when I was in dating scene, it was like mm-hmm. the more low maintenance you can be, the more like I'll just sleep in the dirt. <laughs> like, just like masculine traits of like, oh, I don't want like it doesn't matter to like get dressed up or do do these things like that's silly or that's frivolous and having you here for the summer I feel like was so healing in that like not only were we leading up to things like the Eros tour and the Barbie movie but and your wedding can I just throw in there and your wedding like yeah there's that too yeah that doesn't play as much into like girlhood as right (laughs) like these right 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 Obviously, its own independent event that I'm sure I could, you know, look at and see how we'll I dive into. That. That's part two. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it restored. Like I think a lot of the the times you look at the things that girls are into, and we've been taught for so long that like those are frivolous. Like yeah. it's silly to care about putting on makeup, and it's superficial or shallow to want to get dressed up and. Mm-hmm. I th- I saw I obviously a lot of TikToks about it. They're like, isn't it funny how like girls get made fun of for like going to the Aero store, but yet like we don't make fun of men for literally painting their face and wearing a number of a jersey of a guy on a football team. And it's like, oh my god, I literally said this to my boyfriend like, last week, like literally last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I think this summer like brought out a lot of the I almost almost like hypocrisy in that mm-hmm. that like why are we shunning the things that girls like? And even like, it's so intertwined. Is that the right word? I don't know. Like intrinsic in us that as women, we shun it too. Cause we're like, Oh yeah, yeah I don't want to be, you know, whatever. So for the first mm-hmm. time this summer, I feel like I went to target with Livy and bought like lipstick and, like, <laughs> and was like, wow, it's so fun to like, 
wear these things and feel like I'm stepping into this like really beautiful version of myself where there's like yes. duality. And I think that mm-hmm. was from the Barbie movie. The duality definitely came from the Barbie movie in the sense of like you don't just have to be this one category because I think for the longest time I was like, I love nature. I live in the mountains. I'm outdoorsy. And like that yes. means I'm not girly. That means mm-hmm. I'm not like silly or frivolous with like, you know, makeup or these things. And being this summer, I feel like cracked open this whole thing of like, wait a second, I can be super ambitious and super girly. I can be extremely outdoorsy and spend 10 hours on a trail and then come home and put on makeup and feel really like sexy and things like that and I think that's something that's like a side of me that I didn't realize needed healing or like if you would have asked me like why it's been a struggle to like maybe tap more into like feminine essence and things like that like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been able to point out that it came from girlhood wounds of feeling like I'm like suppressing this side of myself but yeah this summer I feel like pointed to that and then it just added obviously spending so much time in nature with you of like yeah added to that like joy and fun and just like yeah fun for the fun of it (laughs) 100 and also the fun for the fun of it that note too is like I also feel like this this time in history as well people feel as though every hobby needs to be monetized like you can't do anything for the sake of doing something anymore you know it's you can't there's no you know I don't know I'm trying to think of an example of it specifically, but as a like sort of more general thing, but things like, yeah, there's, there's just always got to be sort of a, a, another side of it, another reason, as you said, another motive. So thing in terms of that, like a few years ago during COVID, I started, I literally was making candles for fun and I ended up turning it into like a candle business because I was like oh I need to make money from a hobby like I can't just do this for the sake of wanting to do it and then something like painting your nails it feels like something that you shouldn't treat yourself to because it's you know it's just crazy money or whatever but like sometimes it does I mean I paint my own nails most of the time but it is something that does feel like it shouldn't be disapproved of if you decide that you want to treat yourself for this and it doesn't have to be anything you know monetary I don't know if that's what like to do with money but yeah as you said like going to Target and you know buying Mm -hmm. lipsticks and spending we spent so long trying those perfumes we were there for probably a good half an hour in that section like that was amazing and then I ended up with like the scent that I already had yeah body yeah, wash yeah, but it's yeah. Fine. yeah we didn't end up going for any of the new ones because we were like oh wait no that actually supposed to be- no. yeah but it's I mean it's just a fun thing to do it's just fun and I think that that's something that's really come into play in my life this year is is just fun and doing things that I enjoy for that reason and my best friend in the entire world she has worked a very very um sort of industrial like she works in financial technology and she's been doing it for three years now and then about three months ago so earlier this year for the context to the listeners um earlier this year I was in um I went to LA for six weeks for work but also to kind of try and find myself which is a really weird place to go do it but I kind of did um and then afterwards my best friend was like oh my god maybe I should quit my job and travel and she's literally got less than a month left of her job and then she's gonna go travel the world she's I know it's amazing but she's someone who like could have it like I, I mean this it the situation was so she could have played it safe and it could have just but this year we had so much fun like she doesn't wear pink 
she doesn't wear a lot of color other than like lime green but that's a different story like she she's very like beige and her choices of color and this sort of thing like very chic very sort of scandy style um and she she's half danish half chilean so her like a very fabulous background as well um but it's not she doesn't always wear like a lot of makeup and that stuff but like she was getting ready for a date earlier this summer and just the aura of the summer and just being ready to you know throw pink on and all of it she was like wait let's do uh, like I want to get ready and have like an evening getting ready together so she put on like more makeup than she's ever worn before and just got herself jazzed for this and the thing is is it it felt like it was it felt almost like a reason to be able to do that this year which is something that we've all the the lovely thing is because we had that reason with with Barbie and with errors in particular it was it felt like this has unlocked a few like a you know something that is now open it's not it's opened this door to we don't have to hide and think that we can't like pink and we can't dress up and I mean I don't go out the house without mascara on because my eyelashes are so blonde I look naked if I don't wear any but I've always been like a big makeup girly and I spend way too much time on the makeup side of TikTok so I I've like informed myself a lot about this stuff because it's also probably the most like unregulated industry. So it kind of scares me as well. So I'm like, I want to make sure I know what I'm consuming and I know who the, you know, where the, uh, my actual money's going and that sort of thing. Whereas yeah. a lot of my friends in London as well, I don't think really like that. And so it felt like a really fabulous excuse for me to just be like, no, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I always have my nails painted something. And this summer it was pink everything. I like when I was sick in your house for a few weeks, I literally bleached part of my hair and dyed it pink. And then it was pink for like three months. And I've only, I've only just now gone back to brown and chopped it all off. But before then it was like, oh my God, this felt like part of who I was. And everywhere I went, even when it, when it was, you know, in the city, as you were talking about, like, you know, more sort of formal establishments. It's a lot of places in London you, you kind of have to dress up for, or you want to dress up for or whatever. I still felt like this bit of pink was kind of like, okay, but I'm a bit, it felt a bit spunky having it, you know, I was like, this feels kind of, I don't know, it felt like a, a way of sort of expressing a little bit more of of myself and my personal joys in, in like my hair. And I've, I've always been very expressive with my hair um, and having the pink back in it after not having any real color in it for a few years felt I did it a lot of people were like oh did you do it for um for Barbie and I was like yeah but then people would say oh, did you do it for the Eras tour and I'm like yeah but then did you do it I'm like yeah but I just did it for, for because I wanted to but it was also helpful that Barbie was there to be like everyone's in pink all the time and then the amazing thing what honestly one of my favorite like just essences of the summer was around the the week it was honestly like most of the month of July anywhere you went because Barbie came out the end of July I'll never forget July 21st, Barbenheimer mm. day. Um, and I just, I remember anywhere you went, if people were in pink, you would, you had it in a reason or like an excuse to be like, oh, hi, Barbie. Like everywhere you went, no matter what they wore, or no matter what it was, you were just like, oh, hi, Barbie. And everyone in London was doing it. It was like this weird sort of moment. So of, cute. Yeah, it was so lovely. And it felt like a little secret opening to be able to speak to other people and start, you know, and for me walking around with pink in my hair for so long, it was kind of like, Oh my God, look at her. Like she's, you know, I could be in a really sort of formal outfit, which I was for a few dinners here and there or whatever. And then I have pink in my hair and people are like, Oh my God, hi Barbie. 
And I just thought, yes, like this is, I don't know what my point is in all of this. I'm kind of just talking, but it, but I think that there's, there's been a real, I've seen it more as a, as an opener to be able to have these conversations and in, but, and to enjoy these nuances and these tiny moments with strangers and with yourself. And every morning when I woke up looking like crap because I just woke up and I've not put on my face for the day I'm like oh my god my hair's pink that's cute like I felt a little bit dressed up because there was a bit of pink on me um and I realized that that was you know I mean it's been the color of the year it's for so many reasons it was also in Valentino's you know like winter fashion towards the end of last year so it was like introduced into the year and this the sort of high fashion stuff um again that's me pretending I know what I'm talking about um (laughs) but it it's been so healing to have as uh, yeah to go into that side of things as we were saying like it was never cool to like pink as a kid and I remember this one girl who I was friends with she she was like a really girly girl and I remember so many people she accepted that she was because she was never trying not to be but with other people if they if if you're kind of like thinking about it it doesn't count you you're not you're you're like you're blue and that's what it was. Growing up, it was like blue or pink. Like there was nothing except my favorite color is orange. So I've always been the orange kid, which is kind of weird, but that's a different story. Um, but it's, it just, it never felt, and I always remember admiring her for that. She's like, yeah, my favorite color is pink. I'm like, I think my favorite color is purple or orange, but I feel like it has to be blue, but it doesn't yeah. have to be blue. And, you know, it, it seems so silly to think that that was ever even like a, an argument but it's always felt like if you you know or if you wear pink on a night out it's like what does that say about you whereas most people in London on a night out wear black so if on a night out you're wearing pink it's like my god what is she doing for attention but this year it suddenly feels like pink is not just this label anymore pink is is it's more than just an accessory now it's like an actual sort of stance to be open and expressive and yeah it's it's I mean it Honestly, from the, the the hair thing as well was a big moment for me when I really wanted to, after I left Colorado, I kept the pink hair for a while because I was like, I want to hold on to this. I want to hold on to this message of girlhood as you're, you know, as we've been saying and through the Barbie film, like obviously that was one of the main themes of the film and I saw it with three of my childhood best friends, which was the most magical thing in the world. It was me and this my friend Alexa who I keep talking about um who I've been bestitos with since we were 11 um and then our really good friend Anna who we met when we were 13 and then our other really good friend Sasha who I've known since I was seven like they you know the four of us went and we just had the best time and it just yeah it felt like such a such a freeing summer because it didn't feel like anything we were doing was being scrutinized by I think that honestly yeah. the the main thing I picked up on it too was that it was because women were so loud this summer of like this is what we like it didn't feel like there was any room for anyone else to comment on and also we were able to support each other in a sense where we're like oh my god you're also wearing pink and you probably don't you aren't someone who looks like you would be and again it's more than just the color it's obviously the whole uh, element and essence of it but it really felt like there was a space to enjoy these things and then going and spending all that time in (laughs) Tarshay and all that money but going and like I remember when we when you got that lip gloss in the target and I was like this 
you don't understand. This to me is like a tiny, a tiny little thing because I have more lip glosses than <laughs> anything. I'm like, it, it, it honestly, I have more of them than anything else. Um, but I remember seeing like you, it's not that you were hesitant. You were just a bit like, okay, like, yeah, it could suit me or whatever. And then I just yeah. noticed in the following few days, it was like, it was always in your hand. And I thought, oh my God, like, look at her. And when we were in, um, we went to Lululemon and we got the crossbody bags because you needed yeah. one for running and you got the black one, which is amazing. You can wear it with every outfit. And there was a tiny little sort of, um, it's almost like a tie dye color, but it's mainly pink crossbody bag. And I saw it and it's not very practical. It's tiny, but I use it every single day, like every single day. And to me, I was like, I want to go with the one that I won't wear every day. Cause I'm like, Oh, it'll, you know, spice things up a bit but I've realized it's literally in my hand every time I leave the door and I thought oh if I got a black one or something that you know a small one that just fits my phone and my keys I don't need anything else with me you know that's that was that felt like the safer option but I actively was like no I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this because also I don't want to yeah I don't know it just felt it felt like a a a it felt kind of like a risk almost in getting the the colorful one, the really colorful one. But I'm someone who's never really been afraid of wearing, in particular with clothes and my, my appearance and my hair and, you know, things like my phone case and my nail color and my jewelry. Like I'm wearing so many friendship bracelets right now, including the pink one you made me. <laughs> it's perfect for this. Um, but I think I've I've always been very expressive on that front. But this summer just felt like I didn't have to kind of feel embarrassed by by yeah. all of that. And everywhere I, I was going, like, I was like, like, there's not. It released like this shame around it. I feel like yeah, this summer. It, like it absolutely. Yeah, Sorry, and I what didn't... you said before of like doing things for attention is mm. I think that was something too of like you know. There's a stereotype of like, oh, if you're getting dressed up or if you're like putting on a full face of makeup, it's like you're mm -hmm. seeking out attention. And then I feel like this summer was like, actually, you can just do it to feel yeah. confident and to feel yeah. like liberated and like that you feel like a better version of yourself if in whatever way by doing that. And that's not to say like, I feel like obviously right now I'm wearing zero makeup, like most of my life I don't wear makeup, but especially living up here, but like, I feel like it made it so like there wasn't, it, I used to feel shame for like going out to happy hour up here, like wearing a full face of makeup because I'm oh going to be God. like, oh, what are the waiter oh, thinks I'm so doing sad. it for? Yeah. And it's just, I think this summer was a lot of rewiring in my brain of like, you can just do it for you. And like, yeah. there's no shame. You're not doing it to get attention. You're doing it because like, I, like, I feel really confident hiking with zero makeup and then I also feel really confident like going to dinner with a full face of it yeah. on and like again coming back to that I, duality of like there's not one or the other <laughs> yeah I was also gonna say as you were saying that I noticed are you wearing your engagement ring and your wedding band oh this is another one Ben got me yeah 
Okay, wait, we'll come. Well, I want to see that as well. But no, I was going to say, this is also what you're saying. Like, you, you're you at home and you're in your sweats, whatever, but you've literally put your engagement ring on. Like, most most people, for the sake of comfort, especially if you're, like, not going out, and we're, you know, if you're just going to the grocery store, you don't want to put any makeup on. Like, most people would only wear, like, a wedding band, but you're actively, like, I don't care if I'm just at home. I'm doing this because yeah. I want to, like, I this like is... An, <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, also gorgeous. I do want to see. I do want to see that in a minute. Um, we'll come to that in a sec. But the but that's also something like as you were saying that you know I'm not wearing makeup. It's like but you're still even subconsciously you're like no but I'm gonna wear this today because this is how I want to you know feel and look and represented. And I totally. It's so funny you say that too about the um, makeup and like happy hour thing because I also remember when I was younger, like sort of in school and stuff. I remember I went to the school where you weren't, you know, you weren't allowed to wear makeup or whatever, but I would wear mascara, really light mascara every day. Cause again, I have, my eyelashes are so blonde. I look like, I, I look kind of unwell when I don't have mascara on, you don't have them tinted. And so I would either get them tinted or I would wear like a bit of mascara. And then I remember one of the girls in my year, I remember who it was as well, but anyway, there was this girl who just was like, are you wearing makeup today? Like it, it was such a, it felt so a, such a like, and I get it. That was a school policy, no makeup. That was different. But I was like, wait, should I, does it look like I'm doing this? And at the time, you know, at the time I was doing it because I was conscious of my, my eyes, but I also remember being like, but that, but then it makes my eyes look prettier and maybe people will, you know, but then there's the sense of, oh my God, like Liv is walking around school with makeup on, like who's she trying to impress? And it, and so it got, and I honestly remember it, I was, I had just started the school. I was like 13. And so there's this shame, no, I, I was, was I 13? Maybe I was like 14 or so because I, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was 13. Um, and even then, I mean, what was I wearing? Nothing. Um, but I remember there being such a feeling of like, oh my god look at her like who the fuck does she think she is and for me even when I'm I'm almost always and it's funny it's funny that we had this very 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 sort of different we came into this summer together in very different positions on this kind of scale because I'm always kind of the dressed up friend like when we go out even if we go out for dinner or something I'm like red lip eyeliner I'm like well rarely red lip because I talk too much so it like smudges all the time Um, but I'm always the like she's she's like caked on she's I don't I've never I have not worn foundation since I was like 16 I've been very lucky in that when I say I wear a lot of makeup it's just like I'll go heavy on my eyes or my my lips I believe in like one or the other kind of thing but I'm always the friend who's like dressed up so if I go out with a lot of my friends sometimes they won't wear any makeup and that's what makes them feel sexy and beautiful but for me I'm like I kind of want to have a bit of beat on you know I kind of and I think it it a lot of it also definitely plays into the fact that I'm on social media all the time so I'm constantly being fed this this stuff and like being told to buy this and buy that whatever and I do know that I spend a lot of money on these sorts of products but I know that they're also kind of what makes me happy and I'm not someone who spends a lot of money on clothes or on I don't know I'm I'm not very sort of materialistic in that sense like I don't really spend a lot of money on clothes jewelry accessories but I will on like makeup because also I try to educate myself in like what brands you know, for example, I'm going to say something crazy here, but, and I mean, some people aren't going to like to hear this, but Yves Saint Laurent is owned by this, is owned by L'Oreal. And so every product that Yves Saint Laurent makes, and they're manufactured in the same 
warehouse, the same warehouses around the world. So every product that you buy from Yves Saint Laurent is in a L'Oreal range. It's just going to be a different product and you're going to get it for literally $6 rather than 45 or something. And so for me, I'm like, I would rather educate myself and know what I'm spending it on. But I, if I have to, like, I'll, I'll splash on like a, a, you know, a lipstick or something because I feel like that's what I, where I want to put my money. And I know that the, um, you know, there's sort of the stigma as well, especially with this whole kind of generation of like content creators and influencers and stuff that there's a real sense of like looking down on women who take pride in their appearance as well in the sense of, you know, if you see a woman taking a selfie, which more often than not, it is women taking selfies. But if you see a woman taking a selfie, a lot of the time people will be like, oh my God, are you kidding? Like, she's so vain. But it, for me, and, and I, I'm very guilty of that as well. There are sometimes, and also the neighborhood I live in, there are actually quite a lot of influencers who live around here. So I see quite a lot of them like putting their phones up or my house is in the background of a picture or whatever, which has happened twice. And that was really, that was really weird. Um, but it would, it always feels like, my mm-hmm. instinct has been trained in the past few years to up judge them kind- for it. huh what was that oh yeah to judge them yeah up until this sort of this summer where i'm like actively choosing to go up to them and be go like for it. yeah exactly and actively choosing to go up to these people and be like you look so fucking hot right now not like oh my god why would you take but because also i know that as my as someone who likes to take some selfies herself i you know when i'm sort of taking the picture in public or something i feel so disgusting and so like everyone is looking at me and everyone is staring at me and judging me and being so awful to about me what what the hell do i know but it it just you you have this i don't know there there is such a judgmental sense of of like there's nothing in between those ears. Like it's just, you know, a pretty face and, and whatever. Um, but it's more than that. So I think it's been a good and important summer for people to feel as though they're allowed to express themselves a little bit more as well. And I know that that's such a big statement. Uh, is that, that's such a, um, almost feels like an empty statement because it is such an overused thing to say like, oh, this is how I'm expressing myself. But if you literally think about what that term means about expressing yourself, it's like, it's it's kind of telling the world and spelling it out for people how you feel inside. And I think that this summer has been such a fabulous, especially as we keep saying about like the whole girlhood trends on Insta- on TikTok and stuff with the Barbie music and everything and how emotional they make me feel watching people going back and like, you know, sometimes you see the trend with pictures showing videos of the girls, cr- uh, these people crying or when they're struggling and then it's like, oh my God, I feel so much freer now. And then videos of them sort of celebrating life or pictures of themselves when they were a kid. And it's like, what would I tell her now? What would I tell them now? Um, is it feels so liberating to see other people feel that as well, because for the two of us to have kind of felt this all summer and we talked about it a lot, like we were very open about this stuff with each other, which was kind of, I think helped each other get to the point of like wanting to go see the Barbie movie alone, which by the way, if listeners haven't heard about that, <laughs> alone, which we have to talk about. Um, but the, it just felt like such a, it just so, I, I had like a really, obscure feeling of pride in our kind of collective of women around not just women of course but people around the world who were like you know what Mm, actually I do like this and I do want to be pink and I do want to express this and 
Yeah, it was it's like I'm going to stop suggesting this side of me just because it feels like to society it's considered vain yeah. or whatever. And I want to celebrate or that means that I'm not intelligent if I oh also enjoy these. Things. Exactly. And yeah, it it's just it the, it's been such a celebratory year and for and I mean the film, the Barbie film was I fucking loved it. Like I ate that shit up. And it's sorry, I don't know if I can swear on that. <laughs> um okay great um beep uh but no I loved it and it felt so honestly one of the most wonderful moments of the summer or one of the most wonderful like it feels like a core memory for me and my friends now who I went to the film with everyone in the room was it was almost like we were at a karaoke bar or like a sing-along everyone in the room was clapping and cheering and we were crying together and I mean crying together and I know a lot of it was really cringy and and whatnot but the environment that I went in and with the group that I went in with and everyone there was with was space. yeah it was amazing and there were there were a lot of men there as well and you know a lot of people did the barbenheimer thing so some people came straight from oppenheimer or were going straight to oppenheimer which is a different vibe but um it really felt like a celebration the film and it felt even though it was kind of cringy it's barbie it's based on a doll guys okay let's calm down like there's no need to get political about it it's literally a made-up film um but it was such a moving moment of like i remember my friend and i who i was sat next to i was uh, sasha i've known her since i was seven she and i are very emotional people and i didn't even realize through like half the film we had been holding hands like we didn't even think about it we just like grabbed each other's hand at one point and just like were so in the moment with everyone else and I remember looking around a few times and we were with a few other girls who I don't know them to be the most emotion you know emotion emotive people in terms of like crying and whatnot meanwhile Sasha and I cried everything um and they were crying at one point and look it was just it was and I think it was more than just oh you know it wasn't even oh the storyline sad or this has made me sad or that that's what I'm crying about it felt like a release of this film has been Mm -hmm it's kind of bookending our childhood as well a little bit and the stages in between of like, you know, I watched every single goddamn Barbie movie ever in existence with my sister when we were a kid and up until, you know, maybe older than we thought we should, quote unquote. And so to watch that, and I do want to watch it with my sister as well. She still hasn't seen it yet. But when I was watching it, it felt such a like, oh my God, like I still love her. Like that little girl who would watch Princess and the Pauper with my sister and who would watch, you know, like 12 Dancing Princesses. And 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 I, there were points in my sort of adult life when I'm babysitting and they want to watch Barbie films and they're like, is this okay? I'm like, yes, I'm like, please. <laughs> and it just, it feels like something that I shouldn't want to like, but it's, it's just, I don't know, Barbie's, it's a very special kind of, she's such an icon for for women in so many senses and more than just like oh she's had more jobs and you know she was created at a time where women were just the housewife and everything but also because she was a staple of like she's the doll I remember playing with and she's the doll I remember me and my sister fighting over like oh no I'm her and you have to be the brown head Barbie which we also have to talk about that how the the brown head well on the other hand yeah 
I had Spencer ripping off the heads of mine. Oh my god! So boys, I feel like yeah, yeah. and we can yeah talk about being boys with boys and feeling like it's stupid to like these things. Yeah, of course. And the thing is, is even I remember even my sister and I would get into fights where we'd be like, "Oh my god, you're such a tomboy," and that felt like such in that felt like. No, saying that, sorry, felt like such a compliment and then being like, oh my God, you're so girly yeah. or whatever. And it was funny because my sister's younger than me. So she sort of got essentially told by the world to stop liking this stuff later than I did. So I got to live with mm. that for a minute longer than I would have if I was the youngest sibling. And that was really yeah. special. And my something else to talk about that I, you know, this, I, I love talking about this as well is I was a big fairy kid I was like the girl who believed fairies were everywhere and they were everything and I remember my grandfather passed away when I I think I was 11 and I remember or maybe I was 10 and I remember at that point you know people were like fairies aren't real I was like no but he's a fairy now like I, it wasn't even like a questionable, oh no, I, I'm delusional about this. It's like, no, I fully want to believe that I can still find him in the forest and stuff. And my, um, my, my Alexa and I, my best friend and I this morning, every Saturday we grab coffee and go for a walk together and just chat. And because she's Cheers. traveling soon, yeah, because she's traveling soon, we've had play dates every night. Like she was literally here last night. And then I was a lot. We called them playdates. Oh yeah, yeah. We we started calling them playdates after the summer. We were like, it's literally, yeah. It was the childhood thing again. We're like, what are we doing? This is a playdate. Like our mom, our parents didn't organize it for us, but no, we're we're playing right now. You know, we're playing. We're pretending to be adults. I think we've been lucky to. Well, we've certainly been lucky to have the relationship we have, and to have because we sort of didn't talk a few for a few years while we were at uni and finding our own way and whatever. But I'm so grateful to have her in my life. But this morning, when we had our Saturday morning play date, while we're drinking coffee, so not a kids thing, but we're you know we're cosplaying adults here. Um, she she asked me. We were talking about me doing this recording this evening, and I had told her I'd shown her the waterfalls from Colorado that that we were so obsessed with and I still am and I still look at those pictures all the time and she's like did you believe in fairies when you were younger I'm like Alexa I still believe in fairies like and I'm like what do you mean when I was younger um it, and it was and well I feel like that was like a part of the magic of the summer was to like I think you posted a video of like the art of noticing things mm. and having you here and like seeing a perspective of this these trails that I hike all the time yeah. and being like the, the waterfall you were most impressed with wasn't like the most massive it was tiny. one that was the <laughs> tiny baby mount there's a waterfall on the side of the mountain yeah. that literally just looked like there could be fairies in it 100%. and it would just be like their their place for playing and yeah. I feel like that like incorporated beautiful sense of magic oh. into like what are all the incredible things that like might exist in the world that we yeah. don't see? And I, again, I feel like this summer of like almost like stalling judgment and shame and just letting ourselves right. be who we really are yeah. in the entirety helped us to look at those things and be like, yeah, who the fuck cares if I want to believe it, that there's fairies in this waterfall and like there's magic in these mountains that like we can't see like I'd rather live a life where magic in that stuff exists even if it seems foolish to other people because it's not hurting anyone exactly it it helps 
me enjoy my existence more and be able to show up as a happier person in the world. So why the fuck not? A hundred percent. And and it was funny because I remember because again, I'm I'm rarely out in when I say I'm outdoors in nature, I'm I'm like in the park. And if I can't see if I'm so far in the park that I can't see a building, I'm like, oh, where am I? Like <laughs> I've lost all sense of direction. But for me being being just completely taken out of my my environment and literally my comfort zone, because the mountains the mountains are every are like a sort of a comfort zone for everyone in a sense, but they are so far removed from my routine and my regular space that I was, I felt, and also there'd be long time, like long periods of time on those hikes where we wouldn't see anyone else. It was just us. And to me, there was such a magnificent buzz around like our conversations as well, because also we therapized the shit out of each other. Like we had so much fun just getting to the bottom of so many things. And, and it was really empowering and impressive and just, and important. Actually, those are the three words for me that, that those heights were so important to me. And I think, um, especially also both being people who've lost very special people to us in our lives, like mm-hmm. the unfortunate circumstances and whatnot and feeling like, there's a presence. And I think that honestly, when I, so I, I, for context for the the listeners, um, I lost a very good friend of mine when I was 18 to an overdose. And it, it, I think of my life often as, and I've recently, it would have been his 28th birthday last week. So, or nearly a week ago. Um, and I thought long, a lot of, I mean, he's been everywhere, you know, in, on my mind recently and primarily actually because of the summer as well like I felt like I've reconnected with him through the summer Mm. but there was um this really magical sense of um I feel like I well I'll come back to that in a second but what I was gonna say is I feel like my life became about it was like it was sort of him and then post him and since and I've got this sort of feeling of like what since means to me and who I have become since and for the two of us you know there's purple became kind of purple and pink funnily enough became the colors of the summer and they're the colors who you you know when you're when you're like a teenager and stuff you aren't supposed to want to like and as we keep going back to the whole sort of dichotomy of color and and sort of the I mean, demographic of color and what they all mean and what kind of person you are if you like pink too much. And for us, it was like purple and pink were just everywhere. And it was so spectacular. And in the mountains and so, I mean, of course, those massive waterfalls, that was so funny. I remember your expression as well when I fell in love with that first tiny one. Um, tiny baby. The tiny baby one. It was just so cute. So the, you know, these magnificent, like three-story building waterfalls and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. But we found this one, which if I try and explain it, it was almost, to me, it just felt like a, like a, in a, a whole, um, atmosphere in itself. There was, it was yeah. embedded into a flowers. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was embedded into a rock. And then obviously there was a little waterfall, which was less than a foot tall. And then the sort of bottom part of it, there was a little pool and then it went down a few feet to around where our feet were. And then it trailed down the mountain, but it was this perfect little, image this little frame where I was almost like I was looking into the mailbox of like a little pixie hollow and I was getting the sense of like there's there were just it was there whatever it it, like it was it was around us and I honestly don't think I would have had the the like it was such a privilege to experience that and to feel that and to talk to you about it and you not be like are you okay (laughs) like do you want to 
maybe we should get you some water like you know you were just oh my god yeah like it's a fairy you know and then we started pointing them out and I remember on the walk back down you were like look live like it's the fairy waterfall again and that's how I had my sense of direction but it was yeah I don't know it's just that for me the whole fairy thing has been a really big like that's been on my mind a lot and a few years ago this is just a side a side story but a few 20 in, in 2020 so three years ago when we were in lockdown um I was working from home for this marketing company and I walked the dog in the morning and he went to like it was rubbish day and I remember there was a bag of rubbish on the ground outside of this house near the near ours near our apartment and my dog went to like pee on the bag bin or something the you know the bin bag and then something started moving behind it and I like pulled him away and it was a little tiny bird and this bird he was it was like bright green and black and I realized it had had this is gonna get me emotional talking about it because this like I think about this bird he he was my Roman empire I think about him every single day he had paint on its wing it had paint on its wing and so but it was so small it was clearly so it was November when I found him and it was clearly like a spring chick so he was little and I mean, it, it's still, you could look at this bird and you couldn't tell what kind of bird it was yet because the colors were all still kind of figuring itself out. And so I sat on the pavement for an hour. Like I went back into the flat and my, my partner's a doctor. So we have syringes in the house, like nothing scary, but you know, some syringes. So I filled it with water and I brought some bread out and I brought a, a towel and I just sat there and I like spent an hour maybe longer on the ground like cleaning this little bird's wing and people came past me and were like are you okay I'm like yeah yeah I just you know would explain to people and I remember there was this elderly man who walked past and we were talking for a little while because turns out he was a wildlife photographer and he told me the kind of bird it was I'm like how would I have known this if it weren't for you like thank you so much and so this little buddy just became my 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 day so I actually I left him outside and then I came back and was sort of going back and forth for a little while and then my boyfriend was like just bring him in and you know because I think it was gonna rain or something so we brought him inside and we kept him in a little shoebox while he took a nap and then we had because we had a dog in the flat our landlady had actually given us a key to the garden which we couldn't really use but she's like if you need to put the dog out so we were the only ones with a key to the garden so we went outside and, and my boyfriend was like oh you know it's he's awake and it was hopping around the flat and we were like trying to catch him at one point and it was chaos and so then we um brought him out into the garden and okay yeah this is gonna make me cry it's okay we brought him out into the garden and he was literally did not want to leave my side like I imprinted on this baby and then (laughs) after a few minutes it flew away and then a few hours later my partner went to work and I was working from home that day and the windows were all closed in the back of the flat actually in the whole flat and I went outside like an hour or so after and I think the bird had tried to get into the window and so he hit the window Mm -hmm. but to me I was like this and yeah it was not a happy ending (laughs) but this bird to me was he's like the in this fairy world like he lives with all of those sort of other spirits and other Mm -hmm. sprites and like elves and stuff that are just around there so even though it was such a tiny moment in my life I like I truly think about this bird every single day like I I think about I'm like of course there are the moments of I should left the window open whatever but it was one of the most devastating things because I felt like I had like this is not the point of the podcast, but I had, I felt like this was, he was my bird, you know, he was my baby, but I feel, I feel this little energy around me 
all the time when I'm outside. So when we were walking through those, through the, through the mountains and hiking up these trails, I was like, the bird is so happy right now with me. Cause he's like, Oh my God, I'm in Colorado. Like I'm meeting the fairies. And so there was such a sense of, I've actually, I actually haven't spoken about this in a while, but I think about him. I, I honestly, every single day, Sydney, he comes across my mind somehow. Um, like, I feel like I'm going to meet this little spirit again somehow, or like maybe it's going to be in my child yeah. and whatever. And so when we were, you know, looking at all these fairy waterfalls and stuff, I'm like, they, they make me so happy as well, because I feel as though this little tiny innocent creature that had such a scary day from paint to, you know, end, um, it was, he's now like literally meeting Colorado fairies and he's now being taken adventures and I think that's what helped me believe in you know the whole fairy thing too is as I loved I love to believe that I that even though obviously like the bird is gone there's still this like buzz around me there's still hum around me of like the good that I did for him that day and the presence of this sweet little creature who's like I'm just vibing with you you know I'm just here for the ride and I felt like I could feel him and see him in these magical waterfalls, which I think, honestly, I don't know if I hadn't had that experience. I don't know if I would feel so, uh, allow myself to feel so as connected with these nature, you know, moments with nature. And I also don't have a lot of earth signs in my my astrology chart. I'm a Virgo moon, so I do have earth in my in my moon. But there's, but I feel like it was such a, summer of connecting with the earth and the earth within me as well and like allowing it to sort of fill the pores that I have kind of just had gaping open and plant new flowers and these wounds and everything and yeah it was just it was such a magical privilege the summer and to have had such a long time in the mountains too I think I don't think the summer would have been as powerful if I didn't if I didn't have that with you then as well um and then of course Taylor Swift yeah. like oh my god I can't even that's, <laughs> that's part two um but that and then the moment yeah it was oh yeah 100% it was it was everything and and we we had this surreal moment when we were listening to one of her songs where we where we were like oh my god our friends our friends who are no longer here like they're here just mm -hmm. dancing with us they're just vibing with us and that's gonna make me cry yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that um but it was so yeah. special and yeah I, I it was such a privilege and to you know and we it kept exchanging voice notes and kept talking about it as well and I was like I I want to, I'm so, thank you so much for bringing me onto the podcast to talk about this because it's something that I've wanted to like get into again and talk about and sort of revisit in a refreshing way. Yeah. Especially with you having been there. Well, yeah, I think it was just like such a summer of dropping the judgment, dropping the shame, being able to express yourself how you truly want, yeah. tapping into magic and being like, I'm not going to feel shame around any of this because yeah. I think it just opened up yeah, almost like a portal for like oh God, yes, suspending judgment oh and magic. like just having fun. Yeah, and letting there be magic. And I guess with that, like it has been an interesting shift to fall because it felt like, mm -hmm. you know, summer had all this magic and potent and energy and like yeah. almost like a chaotic fun <laughs> in, in a really beautiful way. 
Um, and so much hype and so much energy. And then I think it's definitely been an interesting transition to fall for me of like, fall feels more like mature, fall feels more like grounded. Mm-hmm. So how do I carry like this beautiful essence into, I guess, a more grounded mm-hmm. than like season? Um, and I think for me, it's been like, oh, I <laughs> sorry, I'm uh, featuring the dog. um I think for me it's been like this summer I was able to step into like this like almost like badass energy and it's like how do I then trust that that's just a part of me now and it's just grounded and there doesn't have to be as much like hype and like heightened energy around it it's just like an identity of who I am now I think that I I love that and I think it's so funny how I was thinking a little bit about that today and sort of in autumn and I mean we in London we had such a long we had such a late but such a long summer so our summer didn't really start till like mid-August and then it was boiling up until like last week it was crazy and it's still pretty warm out now it's just you know the sun goes down earlier and it's it's raining all the time um but what I've noticed a lot of trends recently is that the color of this season especially in the London sphere and what I've seen on TikTok in like New York as well is red is the color of the season this year like last year it was like a hunter green and now it's red and I'm like that's Mm -hmm. obviously what you would look at as like the mature version of pink like it's just the next Mm -hmm. level so I don't necessarily and I and I've noticed like I'm someone who doesn't really jump on like trends as much I don't really want to be a part of what everyone else is wearing and um you know that's not really what I'm interested in but I've noticed myself actively being like wait red is kind of it's also badass but it's also very feminine and so I think for me in terms of like the visual aspect of it and physically like you know in a materialistic sense again sort of bringing forward the the internal feminine femininity too is even though autumn is like very different energy as you're saying and I completely agree and you know we kind of start to like go into ourselves a little bit more and I've already had Mm -hmm. so many more sort of mental breakdowns in the past month than I had like all summer and you know it's the weather changing and seasons changing but I think that there's there's definitely the question of like how do I ensure that it wasn't like you know the phase or like oh it was just an excuse and I let it out but I think if you keep a keep with the you uh, I mean I don't mean you isn't specifically I mean you isn't you yeah as in one um you know keeping with the traditions of like you know if you and your girlfriends were going out for drinks and stuff just do like an an autumn version of it or do like a pizza night or like a scary movie night that rather than going out and you know going clubbing or whatever I think there's I love the point you made about it being like a more mature season as well and I think honestly the the environment and the um what's the word like nature itself sort of becomes more mature in the autumn as well before the leaves start sort of all falling off and and whatnot um and there's also something more rustic about like even just the colors of the plants that grow this time of year are more are like less sort of youthful um you know you get like the deep oranges and the dark reds and the dark greens and and everything and um but I think that you know for me what I what what I love to what I started doing over the summer and this is what I think about in the evenings is also like when I'm going to bed I try and think about this sort of the again going back to this fairy thing I'm like I think about the energies of what I want to give to the fairies that I have like with me and how I want to nurture them and like today 
you know, it might not be that I had a crazy, crazily socially chaotic day and maybe it was like a couch potato kind of day. But I'm like this, it, I still need to find something in it that's fun and youthful and vibrant for me to sort of present as like a thank you for for giving me another day to appreciate this kind of existence that's something yeah. really big sorry I think like still finding ways to like bring in magic yeah. into this season of being like it's not just a summer thing where no. you have all of like the sun and the energy and the yeah the wildflowers are bright pink yeah, and yeah, blue and all these things. and purple I think yeah. yeah I think what's which is funny because I also I've never really been like a summer or winter person I've always been like spring and autumn and there was so much magic mm-hmm. in this summer but I think especially when the colors are changing in the trees in particular like even just that specific essence of autumn and of fall that you have around the world is so magical in itself and you know at this time of year is when I want to live where you are and run away to the mountains or the countryside and like just have like a wood-burning fireplace and crackling and you know just have hot chocolate and watch Gilmore Girls whatever but there is such magic in that there is such magic in in the comfort and security of like this is what is healing and also because it as you said it was such a chaotic time is now kind of the time to heal all of that not in a in a like oh that created so many wounds but like sort of calm down and after I mean it's even like if you're on a big night out you're gonna be hung over the next day and you want like a day to relax and rejuvenate and that's just what autumn is it's a time to sort of we're not in hibernation yet we're still socializing we're not cutting people off because it's winter and we don't want to talk to anyone but it's the time to sort of get cozy and feel the magic of like a fireplace and feel the magic of you know the that that very specific smell of when you step out first thing in the morning and everything is crisp and everything is dewy and everything is still kind of hazy and like there's so much magic in that and it's just a different I think it's also a beautiful reminder too that like with nature you can change yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. like with the leaves like yes it's corny but it's like you can release what's not serving you anymore yeah like the leaves leaves aren't serving the trees but (laughs) obviously they weren't if that does and like releases um yeah (laughs) we'll go with the metaphor but yeah it's just like a beautiful reminder of like you can shift and change Mm -hmm. and evolve and there are also, yeah, seasons to go inward, seasons to bloom, if you will. Um, and yeah, allowing it all to just exist the way yeah. it's supposed to instead of, again, suspending the judgment of like where you're supposed to be, what it should look like, mm-hmm. what you can be if you're also this and whatever 100%. that means. And I think too, yeah, as you were, oh, you just said something that I had that maybe we did. Oh, damn, I just lost my train of thought. Um, but there is a, this wasn't my, this wasn't what I was going to say, but um, there's there's also the, it, it feels quite wholesome in the physical sense of like the whole, where we feel mm. as though we're reflecting with nature as well. Like she's shedding her leaves and she's sort of, you know, the sun's going down earlier in the day and like we're sort of, you know, a little bit more drowsy during the day and whatever. But for us as as humans, we also have our autumn and we also have our winter internally and our spring and then our rebirth in the summer. And but then also, oh, this is what I was gonna say, is there are also like lest we forget, there are also so many plants and particularly crops and food that 
thrive and are born and flourish and need harvesting in the autumn so it isn't like everything mm-hmm. just dies for six months and then it gets reborn in yeah. march or april it's it's like the the there's also still so much life that's essential to it's a cyclical thing and we as humans also have our seasons internally and we also have things that come to life in the autumn and the winter and it could be something that sort of manifests itself in like you find yourself a hobby so me for me it was I started my candles during the winter and it became such an essential part of what I did and who I was for a few years because it was what I like spent so much of my time and money excuse me doing but it was it, it wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that in the summer and so you kind of need these moments of like discovering what comfort feels feels like to you in these other seasons and what it looks like to to appreciate the kind of lulls of okay the sun is down really early and it's so goddamn cold I can't even feel my toes but there's beauty in that and the world needs to you know the planet and and everything especially where we live, we're very seasonal in our, in our locations, but obviously some places, you know, never have winter or never have summer or whatever. And it's, we're not talking about them. Sorry. I can't relate. (laughs) I don't understand. Um, But it, it's, it's important and it feels quite connecting. Like it feels like a really strong connection with nature itself when I'm like, even nature has to take a few months to refresh and just shed its shed her skin and shed her leaves and replant and resoil and you know even in the rain it's like it has to cry itself out like so do we and yeah it's it's there's but there is still beauty in all of that um so I guess that you're right it's about sort of finding the where the mature sense of that youthful girlhoodness feels because also I this is something my I think I saw this on Pinterest or something once which I it kind of scares me, but I love it. It's like, okay, you're healing your inner child, but next, you once you've healed your inner child, you have to heal your inner teenager, and she's angry. And there's something... Yes. Like, and, then it, and then I saw something somewhere else, which is like, it's difficult when... To try and find balance when you're present, when you're trying to heal your inner child who wants to play, you're healing your inner teenager who's really angry, but you in your current state want peace. So you need to deal with all of these different, like, sort of chunks of periods of time of development and who you were as a person in order to look at where you are today and be like, I still can't get to tomorrow until I've dealt with that, but that's not an avenue I want to go down today. Um, Yeah, which I feel like this summer felt like to me a chapter of like looking yeah healing girlhood Mm -hmm. which I hadn't I hadn't really thought about I think I you know when I thought about like where do a lot of wounds come from it felt like it was more like teenage years or early 20s and that's what I I'd been trying so hard to heal and focus on yeah and then yeah it was just really beautiful this summer to be like wow there's the that whole version of me that felt like I had to just be like masculine or like take on these traits or be maintenance or not be who I fully want to be expressed as yeah. and so to heal that was really beautiful and then yeah now moving into okay maybe it's time to continue healing yeah more of now that I've healed like to the extent I feel like we're always healing but yeah of course, um of course. yeah what does it look like in moving forward of like how do I include that now like I guess better mm-hmm. or healed version of my you know, six-year-old self yeah. into the adult that I want to be. Yeah, and I love that. What does that now yeah. show up in the world as? What does she move forward 
with. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a that's such a great point. And I I mean, yeah, it really it was also something that you know even even as a a child who grew up with a sister and like other girls around me and everything, there still was that you know because I know you for a lot of a lot of it was you were surrounded by boys and everything, but it's a very I mean, it's, it, it might not be a universal feeling, but at least for a lot of the women who I know and spoke to a lot about this subject over the summer, they had that same feeling of, I wasn't allowed to appreciate this, but now I feel as though we collectively, and it, it feels very, it feels very safe with other women. And not that I ever didn't, obviously I feel more safe, you know, at the Eras tour than I would at like, you know, I don't know, an American football game or something as like a woman by herself or, you know, you just, it, not that I was at the t- era store by myself, but you, as a woman, you feel more safe in the company of other women. But I felt this summer as though there was so much more sense of like love and I see you and I see, and even for the girls who I, as I was saying, like I've known these girls for, for, for longer than I can, re- like I don't remember my life before them. I just don't remember who I was. And I've known them for so long and looking at them, I'm like, I see you in a different, as like a different person right now, because it feels like you know, even something, I mean, I keep talking about, you know, appearance wise and dressing up and whatever, even something as sort of surface level as that, it still felt like it was a moment where a lot of my girlfriends who I've known for so many years are finally like I can see you're comfortable now and I didn't realize that you weren't mm-hmm. until I see what it looks like when you are um which was a really yeah. big s- statement for a lot of people this summer as well as like even looking at yourself is I didn't realize what I wanted or how I wanted to express myself until I was with the pink hair or whatever I'm like oh my god this feels right like it just it feels yeah it just feels right so we'll see how it goes in the next few months. <laughs> we'll be in <laughs> January. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But the girlhood thing's been, it's very special. And I think, you know, also if you look at sort of a lot of women, you know, our parents age and, and whatever, it, it, you can tell that there are so many things that they haven't healed from and especially feminine things Mm. where it's almost they almost don't want to have that feminine side of them because when they were growing up like women were really really voiceless and weak and so it kind of feels like oh I don't I don't really want to get into that I don't really want to dress very feminine or or whatever but um yeah yeah. it's like putting a new name on what it means to be feminine and how you can be empowered and also extremely feminine. Yeah, I love that. I love that. A new name for it. Yeah, it, it's, oh, I've, oh my God, I love this. This is just, I'm going to be talking to, oh my God, I'm going to dye my hair pink again. Uh, you convince me. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's or red now for autumn. Yes, I will. For your teenage stuff. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming oh, on and nice. chatting through this topic that we obviously have had several conversations Mm -hmm. about but I feel like it was just one I wanted to share with the world because I think there are probably a lot of other women who felt liberated by things this summer and want to almost have like a voice or a like conversation around it um and I think it's been such a beautiful transition and obviously we were really in it together so it was very um, special no honestly thank you so much and and I I'm literally happy to talk about this all the time I so enjoyed this 
And it was because it was something we experienced together in, in a way that I don't think either of us anticipated experiencing it. And, and to the degrees of the depths that we kind of got with each other within nature yeah. and pink and color theory. And I, I mean, all of these things that we just didn't realize we were going to walk into together was so special to, to experience with you. And I'll, you know, I'll always appreciate yeah. that. So thank you so much as well for letting me come on and talk about it and just, you know, do a little bit of stand up because I feel like I've just spoken this entire time. <laughs> um, but no, I've really appreciated it. Well, where can people stay connected? Oh, yes. Oh my God, I'd love that. Um, my Instagram is live.olo. So Olo was my other nickname at university. It's not my last name, but everyone seems to think that. I have a, I, I have one of my good friends who I've been friends with for four years. She only recently found out that's not my surname. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, live.olo on Instagram, same on TikTok. And yeah, that's kind of my social media. I mean, I, I have a whole, I have a podcast as well, but she's been quiet for a minute. So I think it's going to be a little while longer before I bring it back up because there are so many other things going on. You have several episodes people can Yes, into. exactly. Which my podcast is called Talk Dirty to Me, um, which is talk.dirty.2.me on Instagram. And but dirty spelled D-I-R-T-E-A, like sips tea, <laughs> like gossip, because that's all we do on the podcast is gossip. Um, and yeah, and then I've also am starting like a little sort of um, supper club community group thing called A Night In with two underscores at the end. So you can also follow that on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Sid, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to see you and to chat with you about all of this. And, you know, I'm wishing you all the love in the world for a crispy autumn. And yeah, and we'll revisit the subject in the winter <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yes, sending everyone, I feel like, healing girlhood vibes yes. and then also stepping into the best version of your more mature, 100%. grounded self. And also, well. it's literally Scorpio season in a matter of minutes. And Scorpio season is when our powerful, mature woman comes out. So get ready for Scorpio. It's literally Scorpio season tomorrow. So for, on the 22nd of October. So be where that it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy out there ladies but that's what we want it's all you let's just take life by the you know take life by the hand and i was about to say frolic but we're past frolicking now now it's onto like a strut (laughs) oh my god there it is there she is it's what i was really trying to say this whole time (laughs) oh all the love to you okay well Love you, and I hope that listeners found this yes. to be helpful and healing and all Me the too. things. Big kiss to everyone. Okay. <laughs>